0: and welcome to episode 45 of the Triple Takeover Toycast, a fortnightly podcast about Pink Hot Rod, as well as other modern and vintage toy lines occasionally. Toys are a hobby, hobbies can be serious, and serious things breed serious opinions. Joining me are my two seriously opinionated co-hosts. First up, a man who transforms breakfast into dessert, it's Mr Mainline, Liam from Toybox Soapbox. Alongside him, it's the militant monoformer monologuer, Mr Masterpiece himself, Sixo from Sixo, and I'm Maz from TF Square One. As you might have guessed, this is the third installment of our controversial opinions series of episodes, and potentially the last if it gets as spicy as part two.
1: Lads, I've summoned you here for a purpose, and that purpose is Pink Hot Rod. (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic. I'm all up for Pink Hot Rod, I've got to tell you. I could do a whole episode on this thing. What
2: were we just saying in the last episode about Flex over here and he's wafting this poster <laughs> in our face and all this stuff yeah. he gets? And you're already inviting him in to talk about the one toy he has that we don't.
0: Yeah, why can't you just put Pink Hot
1: Rod on the shelf behind you so we can see him all the way through I, the episode? I thought about it, actually. I'm not going to lie. Like I was like, should I it. be a real a real prize <laughs> and just like put it up there <laughs> right behind, <laughs> on the shelf behind where I record and it can just be staring at you the whole time? But yeah. I didn't do that, you see. No, I just don't think he thought of it. So benevolent of you. Yeah, exactly. That's how nice I am.
0: But I didn't do that. Oh, nice, though. So, before we all get him in hand and everyone gets him in hand, can you just confirm that it is everything that we hoped it was?
1: I think so. I've got to tell you, I mean, there's not a lot wrong with it if you were gonna really quibble it, the lack of chrome is a thing. I c I kinda like it even then though. And as I, as we've talked about on, you know, the mini that we did on it and everything, I fully intend on keeping at least one copy as is with the the bare plastic. You got uh, to. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It just looks fantastic. The thing I will say is that the paint is super nice. So even like the the sort of additional paint applications like on his knees and things like that, the orange, all looks great. And and on his collar and things like that it's just really nicely done really lovely blue eyes the pink is just sort of outrageously good like i keep looking at yeah, it and just good, thinking good. i can't believe it's real you know can't believe it's not fuchsia yeah exactly
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey so maybe the first controversial opinion should be how to transform his head
1: right well i've had a, it's it's been a day let me tell you yeah, that it's I can, been a day I've of got that. embroiled in it too yeah i've had i mean at least three people saying to me um Excuse me, Mister Sixo, I I think you've transformed that wrong. And every time I'm like, no, no, I I get what you're going to say, but it's it's not wrong. It's this. It's the color. That's the thing. There's a lot of uh, divided opinion. Let's say, which is on theme for this episode uh, about how to transform the color, like if it flips over or if it flips under. And officially, yes, it flips over. Hmm. But equally, i you know, if people want to transform their toys a different way. Man, say, La Vie. But
2: don't yeah. go on Twitter
1: and
0: call other people out when you right. right. What? I suppose. So. But then in the I, first
1: place? I was that guy
0: who posted the instruction snippet today, so I can't really. That was hilarious,
2: and that, that made me laugh. <laughs> I wasn't
0: trying to, to make anyone laugh. Yeah. <laughs> it's difficult, isn't it? But it's mad how the stock photography for that toy. Even the Target Master version, which was a year later, had a chance to fix it. Has it done wrong?
1: Like no, yeah, yeah.
0: facing downwards, and then finding out the Walmart one actually does somehow clip in if you do it wrong was a bit of a revelation too. It
1: seems to, yeah. Like a, a, at least two people have posted pictures of the Walmart reissue to me today, and and it seems like it clips the other way. I've got to get a Walmart reissue in hand and confirm now. I've got one. I'll, I'll check. I just yeah, didn't realise. Yeah, I'm intrigued. I want to know. Uh, I, I don't know, it, but it's a fascinating toy anyway. It's great to see people's reactions to it. I just I keep staring at it. What can I say?
2: Are the feet I, metal or plastic?
1: Metal rubber yeah. tires, metal feet. Loads of paint. Even paint on. I didn't even notice this. Right, like on. Uh, did you ever see on G one Hot Rod on the toy on his head crest? Sorry, Maz, bit of a toy spoiler. On his head crest, he's got a little sort of divot inside his head crest, just there, tiny little thing that I'd never even perceived before in the in the oh, moulding. Yeah. It's actually painted grey on this That's one. They cool. put The tiniest little dab of paint just in the top of his head. It's always in the, in the co- animation deck.
2: models, isn't it? And all yeah. the subsequent
1: toys, it's always there. It's barely perceptible on the toy. It's, so t- it's such a tiny paint application. And it, it was such that I saw it when I took it out of the box, and uh, I thought, is that actually there if they retooled that? And I had to go back and check on a previous version of Hot Rod, and it is there. Incredible. There you go. Are
2: you saying you'd have to use a perceptor to uh, percept it? <laughs>
0: yeah, sure. Lots of real words from Liam there. Yeah, exactly. words that totally exist. That was a sentence.
2: Percept—that's definitely a word.
1: Yeah, maybe using the wrong context, but so what? Still exists. It's Transformers, mate. In it, there is no wrong context.
2: Have that, Mister Collins, in your dictionary.
1: Yeah, I bet he'd be reeling from that one, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, controversial opinions tonight. Then third round of it. Not had enough. Mm-hmm. We've picked two particular opinions because we feel that,
0: that will. Fill up the episode nicely. A couple of meaty <laughs> ones either side of the sponsors. And uh, speaking of sponsors.
1: Oh, yeah, we do have sponsors tonight, don't we? We've got two, actually. We've got tfsource.com for all your Transformers and third-party needs. Uh, and then we've got kapowtoys.co.uk. Both of whom have Pink Hot Rod up for pre-order or in stock uh, right now. I think Kapow Toys actually getting theirs in stock, aren't they? they working mm-hmm. on posting it out and everything. So, right. yay them. Uh, so, yeah, go check them out. Uh, tfsource.com kapowtoys.co.uk we'll do a longer segment on them in the middle of the pod of course and if you want
0: to hear more about Pink Hot Rod we did an entire mini-sode and if you're asking yourself what's a mini-sode it's part of the extra content we provide weekly for our patrons so if you go to patreon.com forward slash triple takeover you can support us in a range of ways just by saying thank you with one pound a month or signing up to Man in Pig, where you can get early access to episodes, signing up at Inner Beast, where you get access to our Discord server and you can ask questions on the pod, or even higher at Six O's Butler, where you can commission mini and you get the opportunity to listen to other people's mini every two weeks. And then we've got Gold Box Classics, where you can actually get mini series access as well. So you get exclusive content every week. So if you want more of us, you want more of Pink Hot Rod, Patreon.com forward slash triple takeover.
2: And once you filled your sack with all those episodes and mini-sodes... <laughs> sack? <laughs> well, I know another guy who's desperately struggling to fill his sack at the minute, and that's poor old Santa. You know, <laughs> wow. He's Is put he? All those toys and gifts in for all the good girls and boys. So, you know.
0: Are there any golden balls in his sack? <laughs> Sounds so wrong. <laughs> just, just for you. Just for you, man.
2: But, you know, be a bit be a bit like old Geldof there. Help Santa out. You know, lighten his load. You go to, you know. <laughs> what? Lighten his load, you know, so he's carrying less in his sack. Sure.
1: But, yeah. Is this, is this meant to have some sort of subtext, or is it just me reading too much into you. it?
2: Okay. <laughs> okay. But, yeah, so what you can do is help center out and head over to our Rebel store and buy all sorts of merch, which you can find at rebelcom forward slash people forward slash triple takeover forward slash explore. Explore. I was waiting for Sixer there to find some other way to link it to dirtier things.
1: I don't know, man. There was a definite subtext there.
0: Right. Well, if we're quite done talking about pink rods and sacks, I think we can get to our controversial opinions. The first one up for discussion is is a meaty one. And we do believe this will take up the entire segment. It's going to be non-transforming Transformers toys. Yes. All right. Now we have a very big supporter of non-transforming Transformers toys in the room who's that then mr sixo will you please make yourself known to the audience
1: oh hello! he's got some behind him i do actually you can see some behind me i think yes you can yes you can a couple there uh i love them absolutely love them what can i say so this would have started all the way
0: back in g1 with action masters
1: right killed the franchise right <laughs> <Ruined> <laughs> Anni- the answer, annihilated right? it Yep.
0: yeah Uh, And, of course, there's things like the 3.0 stuff more recently that is very premium product, very expensive, and you certainly had to bat away a a number of comments and opinions about those being rubbish because they don't transform over the last few years, certainly. So there's an entire range of this kind of product. Then you've got the Super 7 stuff as well. You've got really good vinyl models and PVCs as as well. Back in the, the early 2000s were a really big collector market. But it's funny how they never came in for the same kind of abuse as stuff like Action Masters and 3-Zero stuff does.
1: Yeah, it seems to be something about certain lines. Like I think people disassociate some of it as being, as you said, like statues or PVC Mm. things or whatever. They're almost off to the side. Like people don't Yeah, (laughs) they are people view them like tat. Like they don't view them as toys as such, like the way Mm. that they would a transforming thing. They sort of mentally just have them in a different box i think whereas it's it's stuff like i I do see it a lot with three zero uh not so much with super seven and i think there's a distinction there between super seven and three zero even i think it's because three zero sort of has the look of well in photos anyway You i could see that you might perceive it as having the look of like masterpiece almost even though they're actually more premium than masterpiece like if anything once you've seen these things in hand Masterpiece looks more mainline than than these, you know? Uh, I would say the gap between Masterpiece and Mainline is almost smaller than the gap between Masterpiece and 3.0, if that makes sense. But people sort of put them in the same box as Masterpiece, I think, and then they become, in people's minds, Masterpieces that don't transform, almost. That's sort of how I see people seeing it, if that makes I sense. I think that's the core of people's problem with it. They, it's the bit where something about this
0: non-transforming toy appeals to them but then they get annoyed because it doesn't fulfill all the criteria they need to buy it so those three zero toys have exceptional robot modes and posability and they are the most premium looking robot version of a a representation of a character that you could want but they don't transform so it doesn't fulfill their criteria and they don't like it to exist action masters they're part of g1 They have G1-ness about them, so people need them to finish their G1 collections, but they don't transform and it gets people annoyed because then it doesn't fit the criteria of their collection.
1: 100%. I see a lot of people saying, oh, I really like the look of that 3.0 thing. I wish I could get it, but it doesn't transform, so I won't. And I'm often like, well, why don't you just kind of give it a go and see how you get on with it? Like if you... I, I don't know. Sometimes I do also think: How often are you transforming these things that it becomes like an absolute necessity? Like I do understand people have this thing, and I get it that like it's the core kind of purpose of the toy line. Like it's the it's their their raison d'être. You know, it's like their their sort of reason for being, as it were. That that they need to to have this inherent gimmick as part of them. But actually, once you get past that, I don't know. Sometimes it's just about fun, cool robots for me. And the the three zero stuff definitely ticks a lot of boxes that equivalent transforming transformers of those same character models don't or can't. So yeah, interesting stuff.
2: I have never understood the issue that people have with non-transforming transformers at all, even in the slightest. Because I don't understand how people can't differentiate them from transformers that transform. It's like, yeah. it's like I don't look at Sideswipe, a One Lamborghini and go get annoyed because it doesn't go from naught to one twenty in six <laughs> seconds or whatever. <laughs> Because right. I know, I accept, it's not a real car. It doesn't, so it despite it's, your brother's best effort. <laughs> yeah. It probably can if it's launched out of a window, but you know from a great <laughs> height. we will try. Like, with these, they're toys. Like, I remember the first time I saw Action Masters, and at this point, my interest in Transformers was waning massively, because uh, this, Ninja Turtles would have been in its absolute pomp here. Mm. Uh, Italian Night Year just happened, and I was getting super into Nintendo. But I was still, I still had a couple of Action Masters, and I remember the first time I saw them thinking, oh, Transformers, I don't transform. It's probably the last time I thought about it until I joined the fandom and saw people complaining about it because just accepted it and moved on. I I never get why people get so angry.
0: You're always someone who's collected lots of different toy lines, though, and you still have loads of different toy lines. You posted an incredible photo the other day of the uh, animated series Batman and the Green Power Ranger because you have those toys. And yeah. you have all of these representations of loads of different pop culture media. But a lot of the people who are taking issue only collect Transformers toys.
2: Do you not think, though, that makes it somehow uh, worse is probably a strong word. But because then they must have other versions of these characters. So what is the <laughs> insistence that every single version has to? I don't know, because you get this so much with accuracy and stuff like that, people that. Like, it has to look like this. And it's like, yeah, yeah. why are you? just forcing everything to look into something like something you've already got I'm sure there's
1: some crossover there somehow (laughs) with with what you're saying about like characters having to look a particular way or whatever I I, you do get it where people are very much like I've genuinely people have had have said to me online it's not a transformer like about a particular thing you know when they're really going for it very often people just kind of hand wave it or whatever or that's not for me or and that's fine but you do get some real like out and out zealots against this stuff that are like what is that kind of, you know that that's not an official Transformers toy almost. Uh, I, oh, I still think my favourite was someone telling me they weren't Transformers and just responding with a picture of one of the boxes, Action Masters and was like, oh, seems to say that they are just here do you know what I mean? And it's I, it's a funny thing I, I do get it, as I say, I understand it's not for everybody but it's uh, as you said Liam, it's the sort of refusal to accept that something different to yeah. your preference can exist
2: it makes no sense because in your daily life you are like this with anything you have different versions of things like imagine if you were eating cheese on toast and someone goes huh oh, it's not a pizza don't understand why you want to eat that because it's freaking bread with cheese on it <laughs> you get like oh, it's two different things you know it's yeah Slightly similar i guess and it's the same here with like non-transformers it's like you've Already got those, you can have those as well, or you can have one or the other. It's your choice. It's just more yeah. stuff, you know, different flavours of things.
1: I think that's such a great analogy. I do think that some of it maybe stems back historically from like the from the action master years, because mm. they are credited with joking aside, having killed the franchise <laughs> at the time. And uh and I can understand why people think that, because you know, it was nineteen ninety in well, in most of North America anyway. I think uh, at the time it was nineteen ninety everywhere. It was. It was. You're right. Actually, I'd have to check. Pretty sure time zones, that kind of thing, different continents. We'll go back. We'll have a look at some maps. And uh, but no, I, in most of North America, of course, the line came screeching to a halt after 1990, and Action Masters was all she wrote for a yeah three years or so anyway. And I think so in people's minds, it became sort of linked, if you like, that Action Masters was the last hurrah yeah well actually i think people think of it differently i think people think of it that action masters happened and they were so bad that they that was it and it just was over from that point whereas actually i think reality is that it was it was the last hurrah the toys if anything were on the way out and this was their thing of like making them cheaper and more cost effective to get another year of transformers and i i think if it it wasn't really going to continue one way or another i don't think I think they were just the ones that were standing when the music stopped, weren't they? Yeah, exactly. That is a great Always way of putting it. <laughs> That's it. Exactly that. So it, I don't know. It's it's not that they killed the franchise. It's that the franchise was already sort of dying and they yeah. just happened to be there.
0: <laughs> Such a funny picture. You know, um, the thing is, I've got Croc with, with Gatorade. I think Gatorade transforms. So effectively, yes. it's a Transformers toy with a massive figurine
1: accessory, really. Yeah, yeah, with an action figure accessory. Yeah, yeah. There you go. For sure. But there, there is a lot of transforming in the line. I mean, all of the vehicles transform mm. and they're hilarious because you've got stuff like Wheeljack's car and things like that. Is Wheeljack it's the one that comes with the red Testarossa, isn't it? The rest, yeah, it's a Testarossa, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it just makes me laugh so much because all of the others are like Optimus has got his little battle wagon and Megatron's got a tank and they've like helicopters and all of that kind of stuff. And then, oh, here's Wheeljack in his little Testarossa just busting around town. <laughs> I, I think it just you would, though, if you could, though. Yeah, oh, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I just like the idea that he built it for himself or something. He's his own miami cool. sound machine right <laughs> yeah exactly
2: <laughs> just exactly. around in crockett's theme again <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: absolutely
2: but what always mystifies me about this though just to go back slightly is the people who say you know get really angry about it and stuff was like i remember being there at the time and i don't remember many people still being into transformers so it feels like a lot of this like annoyance at action master stuff is sort of like backdated almost it's almost like people look back and go oh yeah yes. that killed the line but it's like at the time, you weren't saying that because you probably had moved on. You were into something else or, you know, you maybe hadn't discovered Transformers. But people like pinpoint it and had to diminish Oh, that killed the night. It's like, but to who? You'd already moved on to Turtles or 90 other things that were going maybe
0: on. Maybe someone like a Growing little bit on, younger than us who maybe started picking up Transformers in 1988 or 89. Yeah. So their first year of Transformers might have been MicroMasters and Pretenders. And then the year after that, toys became non-transforming hmm. for the most part. But, but but then why of... didn't those people just move to Japan and collect there?
1: <laughs> <laughs> why ever not? Different time zones. It was it wasn't nineteen ninety yeah. in Japan. Exactly. It, was... <laughs> it was
2: it was twenty ten when it was two thousand five here. It remember, was 2010.
0: <laughs> it was twenty ten. It was twenty ten. Very good. Oh please, please, I've got to tell you this. Um, I saw something that my colleague sent to me, and I believe it was a, a post on a social media platform, and it was just transformers is funny because it seems to be a simple niche interest but in reality it's like if your hot wheels came with greek mythology (laughs) it's a perfect description
1: absolutely spot on it It is totally works it is though
2: just just think about kids of all of those ages like you're saying there. if someone got into the micromasters like people of our age were starting to grow out of Transformers, so there would have been a lot of people who've grown out anyway and we've done so the people coming in it's been that less interesting. I, I just can't get behind this idea now that people get into Maybe
0: them. they saw their older brothers and sisters into Transformers at its pump, and they're like, right, now it's my turn. I can have Transformers now. I'm old enough. I'm not too young to play with but them. But they would have their and get action siblings, masters. surely, or, you know, they'd have the remains of them. Yeah, group. how did yours last? <laughs> not built to last those. Things. Not everyone had a <laughs> mum who was able to complain to Weetabix and get all of Transformers. <laughs> right, exactly. A lesson
2: everyone should learn in parenting skill. Yeah. That's the one they should teach, Parenting 101. <laughs> But I just think I just I always find it fascinating the way people pinpoint that because they do it with so many things in these toy lines where, particularly people who weren't around for it or people that were had moved on and stuff, and they create this sort of focal point for something. You're like, in reality, that was not how it was at all. Like that time, everyone in the world was into Ninja Turtles. That was exactly what was going on. So yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: And there's a there's a reason, isn't there, that the toy line ended ultimately, and it's not action masters it's not that Hasbro just suddenly turned around Mm. after 1990 and went oh my god these toys we made are complete shit like what are we doing we'll have to stop the franchise or they're they're selling too much lads we've we've got to turn it down
2: just nobody will buy and kill our (laughs) lives
1: exactly it, it stopped for a reason yeah. which is that it wasn't selling and uh i think what is interesting actually is that there are people definitely who i've spoken to who remember action masters fondly the, the kind of yeah. slightly younger age ranges that you're talking about maz that remember it because they could get a bumblebee or a prowl mm. or yeah. a Wheeljack for the first time that you know and all right classics was just around the corner for some territories anyway but you know, they'd never had these characters themselves before, even an Optimus Prime. You know, just as we talk about Power Master Optimus, there are people that had Action Master Optimus as their Optimus, or Megatron, or particularly Megatron, I think, actually, because he'd not been around Megatron in years by this point uh, as a, as a toy. So, you know, a lot of people do remember it fondly from that avenue. Yet still, it has this reputation historically, and I think that has always sullied this notion just to get us back on topic, topics so about non-transforming transformers yeah. generally i think the the reputation of it stems from there
0: it can't be too much of a Euro- european opinion because within a year of that people had access to more yellow Constructicons and then rescue force and then turbo masters and yeah, all this yeah. i was like went right up to the peak again yeah <laughs> right. and, and, and classics like you and said. a second
1: year of action masters uh, you know, in 1991. So, and some some great ones as well. Uh, although they did introduce more and more transforming into it through that as well. So, yeah. But I, I think that uh, it's really funny for me when you think that actually the, this um, these toys are essentially one eighth of the entire Generation One toy line, mm-hmm. and yet they're seen by some as like the absolute nadia, just like the worst thing that ever happened. And I don't Unfair. know. I, I, Yeah, I think it's unfair. I think it's truly unfair, honestly. And uh, I I get that people don't like it as a concept, but Mm. it's just the sort of irrational dislike or hatred that people have for them that I find a bit mad.
2: Yeah, that I can get on board with, where if you don't like them, that's fine. But the bit I cannot get behind is this whole idea that people have created that you know this killed the line as if there was millions of Transformers fans that suddenly chucked it down and went, that's the end. Because it'd been on diminishing returns for years. Like I remember as a kid, I was drifting from the sort of even the toys I really like now, like the later Target Masters, these eighty-seven, eighty, I was starting to drift because I was moving on. I'd had Transformers for ages, and I don't think that was the end. I just think it was just happened to be, like you said it earlier, the end at the time. So it's just where it went because it was dying naturally. But like I remember getting mm-hmm. those toys and being so uh, happy to be able to pose them. Like I, the one I remember getting was Jackpot. Is the, uh, yeah, the yeah the one that yeah. came with a little gray bird that I thought represses really yeah, yeah, laser beak reincarnated like a Buddhist or something. But. Uh, <laughs> Just remember the first time I've been able to move legs on Transformers, you know, properly and arms and pose them how you thought of them in your mind. Not quite, but.
1: Yeah, I had great fun with them. I mean, they they were obviously modeled after G.I. Joe toys and, uh, you know, to kind of fit with all of that. I had great fun with like Soundwave and Shockwave, you know, the ones that I had. And these were toys that I'd never owned at that time. Uh, you know the original toys of them, those characters. So it it was great, really. Like you know a lot of it, and I think if you just kind of embraced it, and um, I think that's the thing. There is a lot to be said about obviously transforming toys. That's a huge part of the DNA of these things, uh, or converting, I suppose mm-hmm. we should say uh, officially. Let's not get into yeah. that, but uh, but there is that's a huge part of the DNA of what makes these so engaging and successful. But Transformers has also always been successful because it is first and foremost a property about characters that you enjoy, and that's part of what separates it from stuff like Diaclone and all of that kind of stuff because they emphasise these characters as being the the sort of front and centre in the the makeup of the brand, and I think. To say our oh, only transforming toys can be real Transformers toys, and all of these like really excellent uh, renditions of your favorite characters that just don't transform aren't real, I think that ignores what uh, is at the core of it for a lot of people with Transformers. Frankly,
2: it's a really weird line to draw. Yeah, it really. Is. Most
1: people clearly have
0: never heard of the militant monoform movement. <laughs> right? So there's that. How cool is that? cool
2: was it that they even gave them some sort of background as to why they couldn't transform like you know that whole, yeah whatever they drank newcastle brown ale they went on a quest to drink that or whatever and kind of lost the ability Best to one. transform but you're like they even because
1: it made them stronger that's the thing it's it's all works in universe they they couldn't transform because then they're more powerful they're more uh you know at the core of it makes total sense <laughs>
0: just to play play devil's advocate here i do think a lot of transformers collectors uh they have value for money at the forefront of their mind Mm. and a lot of collectors do collect on on a budget and have done for a large part of their collecting lives whether they've been young or students or just the disposable income they've had uh hasn't matched the desire to be able to get everything they want so i think that sometimes comes into it with these things so Maybe. Vintage action masters can run quite a lot of money now because people are trying to complete their G1 collections. Everyone's collection has moved past headmasters, even pretenders, and now it's entering the 90s and there's loads of 90s toys which are spiking in price. And then you've got the three zero stuff, which is excellent representations of characters they actually really do love in modern media. Uh, and then they're very expensive, but people need that element of value for money. Not just this is worth the money I'm paying. But almost beyond that, too, I'm getting something extra for my money here. Yeah. Transformers collectors love getting something extra. I know I do. Like, I find out a toy I've bought at a regular leader class price has an extra feature that somebody didn't say. And I'm looking at it now thinking, oh, there's an extra homage here to something from the past. Isn't that a nice little extra bit that you get? Oh, it's a nice bit of extra paperwork. More back feedback. Yeah but they're not getting more bang for their buck with something like three zero or Action Masters now because they're missing this key element that or maybe we're not even entitled to, really. This is the world we live in. I remember just recently someone is asking us to help them find a, a Box G1 Jetfire, and I've still got in my mind the price I paid for a Box yeah. G1 Jetfire in 1998. It's like it was £120, and I'm, I'm, we're saying to this guy, yeah, you should be looking at two to £300, and I'm thinking hang on, that's a bit dear, isn't it? Like, we actually say, like, would I pay 300 pounds? Dude, it's been 24 years or something yeah, since yeah, the yeah. last time. I was like, yes, it's gone up in price. So it's that intransigence on pricing of things and how pricing of things move with the times. And I think value for money is another reason why people oh, have I to explain their way out of buying these things.
1: I could see that. And uh, yeah, I think there's a lot to unpack there. I mean, two things. First of all, the bit that makes me laugh about... These sorts of like purists that want uh, everything to transform and and you know sort of see maybe earlier G one as like the you know the bastion of greatness and all of this, whereas action masters don't transform, so it's like somehow you know second rate or whatever. But then these are the same buggers that will buy. What six six shots and have them all sat individually? <laughs> Do you know what I mean on the shelf? Not trans- so they don't have to transform the damn things, and then they'll swear off Action Masters. You know, so th- th- I think there is a bit of irony there. Um, I'm not dissing that approach at all because, actually, I do quite like the look of those displays and I think they're quite fun. but yeah, I but think I just it's... want
0: one person to do it, not 50. <laughs> right. Could just one of you choose to do it and not all of you? To six take shot. approximately three hundred six six-shots off the market. Six-shot is
1: the <laughs> ultimate example, isn't it? Because you do think there must be like... um, it's, it's like billionaires, isn't it? There's like a little monopoly on six-shots and there's probably like a, a kind of core... Thirty people or something holding all the six shots that are doing this and just having it in like every mode or whatever it's quite funny um I say funny is it funny? I don't know, sort of funny, ironically, six shot is one of the most fun
0: things to transform and yes. probably produces the least wear to the toy by transforming
1: yeah, her. yeah, it's very true, it's very transformable very transformable toy and very enjoyable mm. to do, but that's, I suppose that's my point is that there are people that do that and they buy multiples of these things. To not have to transform them, whether that's because of fear of wear or just because they don't want to transform them or whatever. Now, I don't judge that because I think there's there's something about that the inner display does look nice, and anyway, it's not my place to judge it. But by the same token, no, no, this tonight is your place. Yeah, to well, judge. tonight's the exactly. night. Let's, <laughs> let's get it all out. But by the same token, then there is room for non-transforming transformers as well, because I don't know. I think it all kind of fits the bill. Um, yeah. They're not taking anything's place. No, you know, no. They, they exist, so something else doesn't. It's not the case. That's, the Th- that, that's such a good point. That is yeah. it.
2: That in a nutshell, it's, you're not losing anything. It's just another flavour of something. It's, like, this. it's yeah. like you had pencil sharp, you know, um, rubbers. Do you remember that? Looked like Transformers. All I characters. remember rubbers, yeah.
1: They had him in that 1990 thing <laughs> I've heard about.
2: Are you sure it was still 1990 then?
1: <laughs> No, that was only in a in Europe, <laughs> yeah. not in a...
2: European exclusive rubbers, that's what they Yes, like. exactly. Yeah, in, not in, in the US, they were still pencil shops. Oh, no, yeah. in, in the US, they were called erasers, so, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. do you remember you used to get, like, characters? Like, I remember having the Centurions one, and I remember loving the fact that it just looked like a little sculpted character, but it didn't do any of the same things as the toy. But I was like, I just knew it did, wasn't supposed to do that. So I've never... I don't get this thing people have, where it's like, it has to do this, and they can't accept that there being more. We're so used to other like hats, yeah. like you said earlier, just different things in the brand for every brand. Merchandise, it's just all extra stuff
1: for someone else. It's it's funny, yeah, when people get irrationally angry because yeah. it's almost like, Oh, that thing being made means that my thing can't be made. And it's like, dude It's also
0: not being made by hashtag. Yeah. <laughs> it's being made by 30.
1: Well, in this case, yes. Very much so. Yeah. I think the other thing, I just want to go back to something you said a minute ago, Maz, about bang for your buck and all of that. Mm-hmm. And I think with three zero in particular, there's something here with that. Because the one thing I always say about three zero is that you need to see these things in hand and hold them and really can confirm, you know, to really fully appreciate what it is that they do. Because, yeah, I get it. If all you're imagining is like let's say, a masterpiece transformer that doesn't transform, yes, I can understand why you would sit there and think, what's the deal with that then? Why is it so expensive? Why would anybody want that when you can get a transforming version? So It's a no-brainer. But actually, when you see them in hand, as you both have, There's so much more going on with them. Firstly, the level of detail and the intricacy in the sculpting and moulding is breathtakingly good. I mean, I'm sat here now looking at the the new uh, deluxe uh, Revenge of the Fallen Jetfire that they've done, and it's just breathtaking. There is no masterpiece toy that comes as close to the level of detail because uh, that's made without compromise yes yeah, yeah yeah, and it is because it doesn't transform and it is because it doesn't have to although actually this one does because it becomes the technically because it becomes the uh what's it called the jet pants for optimus but mm. take my parts and all of yes. that and and it it does that corpse clothes Yes, it becomes his corpse suit. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yeah. yeah, when he wears a dead guy and flies off and uh, steals spaces. his by, you know, using him to blow up <laughs> right.
2: half of the pyramid. Indeed.
1: Imagine if we did that. Let's not imagine it. Uh, anyway, <laughs> horrible. But uh, it's, uh, yeah, looking at it, now, it's just breathtakingly good. But yes, it doesn't have to transform into a jet. So th- there are advantages it has in that respect. But what you get as the trade-off is a kind of level of, intricacy, molded detail, paint applications, weathered finish, die cast, all of this kind of stuff that you would never get in a traditional Transformers toy. The other thing is, is that there's way more articulation in these things? Yeah, yeah you pose
0: them in a way that you're never going to get yeah. with a high-end transformer product for sure.
1: It's just... I remember showing you as the, um, I think it was the Bumblebee movie, Optimus Prime. The... Oh, the triple spine segment thing. That's, yeah. you showed us that your house, really i you. still,
2: I mean, or yeah. like I remember how in awe Maz was before. You yeah, yeah. yeah it. It was...
1: wow, it's so cool. I remember seeing it for the first time. It was one of the first toys I got. I got the Bumblebee first bump from the Bumblebee movie, Bumblebee of Bumblebee fame. Uh, a bumblebee banner and uh, and then i got the the optimus prime and it is this the bit where you where you do the ab crunch and it and it starts off like a you would get an ab crunch and people are still losing their their monkeys about ab crunches on masterpiece toys so, so the people lose monkeys they're losing the monkeys monkeys everywhere there has been a global monkeys. shortage
2: of monkeys did you not know
1: that, there has been yes so many people returning to Monkey. That's the thing. So, <laughs> so,
2: so a lot of Monkey Magic.
1: There, there is. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it, oh man, if three zero did an Optimus Primal, if they, if I they did a Monkey from Monkey
2: Magic, I'd be well on board. Imagine
1: that. <laughs> <Much> <laughs> okay, enough. you're touching on something really important here. Um,
0: if this was the Iron Man, the Hot Toys Iron Man, right, 3 three zero Iron Man that you have, yeah, that that thing is uh, astounding, and that is simply no conversation because it's just the very best version of that that it could be. It's almost like with Transformers, it's an unfair expectation to then want to have a perfect representation of the media that you love but it has to then turn into something else too. Yeah. We've talked about this before. Transformers, as a concept, do things that other toys simply don't have to. Yeah. They have to look good in two completely separate configurations, yes. at least, then go between them seamlessly in a fun way.
1: Not just in a way, but in a fun way. And we've and not seen fall enough. Apart. Oh yeah, exactly. And we've seen enough masterpiece-level transformations, not to mention third-party, which we're going to bring in because this is the thing. The the you know they do convert, they do transform between those modes, and they still look accurate. They look exactly how you want it to look. But my god, they're not fun to do, are they? <laughs> they're like know. you know, to the point of who's doing that repeatedly to the to the level that we're talking about, where yeah. you want this thing to transform repeatedly. If then you need to buy two because you never want to transform it again. Yeah, then
0: yeah. you might as well just buy the three zero.
1: it's got to the paint. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> so I got to tell you, my ultimate comparison here is that Bumblebee movie Optimus Prime because this thing you've seen it. It's yeah, it's delightful. stunning in hand. It's yeah, just
0: absolutely have that in my collection,
1: and I never would have thought that if I hadn't seen it in yours. Yeah, and seen yeah. what
0: they've done with it.
1: The level of detail is unmatched, unparalleled. And this is a design, this Bumblebee movie Optimus Prime that has been done repeatedly now by yeah. well, there's a masterpiece, an MPM version, which is I actually really like. It looks more basic than the three zero by comparison because it has the transform and therefore there is compromise. And, you know, I actually really like the NPM. The but that's the thing. They do different things. They are fundamentally different products. One is not... It's unfair to compare them because one... Doesn't have to transform, so it has all of these other advantages. More articulation, more detail, more accuracy to the screen, just more impressive to look at visually and handle as an action figure. But the other one can transform and is fun to do and has cat ears, so there's something to that as yeah. well. Uh but you And they friend, haven't
0: stopped each other existing, have no, they?
1: No, exactly. They can coexist and you can own both and enjoy both for <gasps> what they are. Or no just way. own one. I know lies. Shocker that, monkey that's business.
0: Another, that's another thing here. Um we're not actually saying that everyone should like them. No. We're, we're just saying it, it's okay for them to exist and for people to like them and yeah. for them to be called Transformers because that is the property that they are inspired by exactly. and referencing. So, you know, just don't wish them out of existence is, is yeah. the thing because, believe it or not, they're pretty great. So
2: there's, there's something here that I think we're hitting on that I find quite fascinating, which is that all of this is from – we're talking about it from a collector's standpoint, from ourselves, from what we see, from what people talk about – Whereas, whereas I look at it and I look at action masters, and I see the same reaction people have when Hasbro released like a to- subline of toys for kids—you know, like the cheaper versions of things or stuff where it's got mm-hmm. no articulation and it's designed for kids—and you see people go, "Mainline, why would you buy this trash?" <laughs> yeah, missed <yeah. laughs> <laughs> that. All right, snobby Maz. I'm too no. But, no, no. but but what I mean is you see that same reaction so often with the people will call things trash. You know, so that's not intended for them. No, but yeah. I think this this circles back to this mindset in action masters. All of these things is people have this like they have to fit it into this specific box, like a collector angle only. It has yeah, to be perfect. 100%. Like you said earlier, it has to be the perfect representation of this character. It's like action masters don't transform it can like, but it's not intended to be. They're not selling it you as this the most perfect Transformers toy ever made. It's just a different version of that character for possibly somebody else. 100%. Like you were saying there, like it could be for kids growing up, you know, coming in later because other kids have gone into teenage years by that time, and that it just comes up. And I think this is the mindset we have to get out of because we also look back at it through, like now, like fr- like from a historical angle because we look at every year. Like this is definitively as if it's it's all like a chain of releases, isn't it? Because it is, I suppose, but it is just different product release. To them, to Hasbro, they're not looking at it like this is definitively the sequel to this, just carry it on. A lot of the time they're looking at how do we sell new things to new customers, how do we keep this line going? Yeah. That's how the core of it. Out, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Isn't RoboSend that exactly yeah. like very clearly, probably not everyone at Hasbro is on board with the RoboSend product. Yeah. But it's a product intended for a particular market. Very
1: yeah, hundred um, percent. I I think Robocent, actually, and that's a whole other discussion. But that is an interesting product in itself because I don't think it's even aimed for at Transformers collectors. No. Frankly, I don't. Yeah. I, I think it's a completely separate audience. I don't even think it's designed with us in mind no. uh, as people. It's you know. Clearly, it's on a different budget. Clearly, yeah. it's in a different league. So it's for it's for robotics fans. Yeah. It's for it's a, and it's robot, yeah. you know it's it's no surprise that what RoboSend do is they make robots and all of their other stuff, apart from you know the license things, are more traditional robots yeah. that do all of this stuff. It just yeah. happens to be that they have found a way to attract attention by making one of them look like a flagship Transformers character. Mm. Makes yeah. sense. Yep.
0: It's not something you transform physically yourself. It's not something you, you compose on a shelf. Yeah. yeah. You can't put it on a shelf because it doesn't have a, a display mode, but it's okay for it to be called Transformers. Yeah. Far more than this stuff gets do passed Do you for.
2: think this uh, this comes from that sort of thing and this sort of attitude comes from, because we focus so much on Transformers, don't we? Like Not just on this podcast, but I mean, our social media feeds, we follow that stuff. So you see everything that's coming out. So do you think people just assume everything is targeted at them like or designed for them? And that's where a lot of it, probably come from now because everyone is so focused on it their feeds are so built up around all all kinds of things all the time i
1: I think you have to remember that yeah not everybody Mm. is as engaged with they feel like they're being advertised to even when
2: they're not
1: you know maybe i was going to say that you know not everybody's as engaged with with all the new product as we are as well so i can sort of understand it from the perspective of you know let's say a more casual fan that sees something come up, they think, oh, this looks really cool. What's this? It's like a really new toy. It looks really sexy. Oh, it doesn't transform? Like, what's that about? Like, I would have bought it if yeah. it transformed. I can totally get that. And I and I understand the sort of, almost disappointment that some people probably get when they realize that three zero stuff for example doesn't transform yeah but that's after they've been drawn in by how good it looks yeah exactly exactly that's the thing uh i think that yeah people sort of see it almost as like a tease or something like that i don't know it's it's bizarre but i sort of get it but at the same time it still has a right to exist
2: on my desk at work i have a a bunch of crap, as you've probably seen quite a lot. But one of the things that's on there Shocker. Yeah.
1: Just on your desk at work yeah. though, no worries. Literally.
2: Not on the floor, in your house. Or... My life, it's like I just walk around in a bin, basically. But <laughs> <laughs> but um Take it yeah. easy, mate. Wow. But, but like um I have a small titanium <laughs> I explained your breakfast. <laughs> yeah, like but um I have a small titanium optimus on my desk. And the amount of people that come up who aren't Transformers fans, they're, you know, not like us, but they'll pick it up and they'll look at it and they go, oh, wow, Optimus Prime. And the conversation is oh, I remember Transformers or my kid like Transformers or something like mm. that. And then we chat about it, they put it down. Never once does anyone go, oh, this doesn't transform. it's crap. They never ever think of that at all. Yeah. It's another thing where they just look at it oh, this reminds me, this is Optimus Prime.
1: I know this. It, it goes back to what we were yeah. saying about this being a character-led franchise, ultimately, mm. you know, and and, you know, the most important thing And clearly Hasbro and and Takara have hit on this, that it's the recognizable characters like Optimus, like Bumblebee, that sell this franchise. And that's why you get so bloody many of them. But that, that first and foremost, is what it's about, not actually the fact that they can transform in a bizarre way. I know that's a bit counterintuitive, but I think it's probably true. So when you have one of your amazing 3-0 photos, brilliantly posed,
0: doing something dynamic that no transforming version of that toy can do, and you post on twitter about it and you put a caption on it that says well this is legit fantastic yeah or this is the best thing ever and then the first Sounds comment, like me. yeah and then the first comment is yeah but it doesn't transform oh, i guess the controversial opinion here is so what
1: <laughs> yeah yeah 100% 100% actually i think i got to tell you this just real quick cuz this to me exemplifies this whole debate so there was um ugh, toy world freedom leader which is a toy that for me man this thing it's it's that bumblebee movie optimus yeah. prime again so having talked about the 301 and having loved it the second i got it in hand i then got this version which i got to tell you i was well up for from pictures because it looks a lot like the three zero one, but it transforms. So there's an interest there because you think, okay, are they are they actually going to pull this off? Like, are they going to do this? You know, they're going to make something as good looking as three zero in robot mode because it's the same height, everything. It's literally the same size, but it can also do the truck thing as well. As it turns out, it's hateful, absolutely hateful. I mean, I, I did a video Quite on YouTube, and, you and look yeah, like I was, oh man. I got, Trying to transform this thing. I mean, all right, it's more difficult to do on camera, i got to tell you. But trying to transform it, and it was, I mean, over an hour of me trying to clunk this thing into place. Bits not aligning, bits not going where they're supposed to. There's total lack of clearance at various points. You know, stuff is like, plastic's got to go through. you got to, like, do that thing where you're, like, literally pulling plastic to try and get other bits around it and stuff like that. Nothing tabs. It was hateful beyond belief it's without a doubt one of my least favorite all right it's third party but least favorite transformations on any transforming toy i've ever done and you know people have said to me um i've had it various comments going oh clearly you just don't like complex transformers and things (laughs) like that and i'm like dude seriously like well, you don't. You like ones that don't transform. <laughs> well, I suppose, yeah. But, you know, I also love, I actually do love stuff like MP36 Megatron, for example, or MP Sunstreaker, because they work. You know, they're good transformations that, although they're complex, they keep it on the right side of, like, being fluid and and in sort of intuitive and, you know, whatever. Maybe not intuitive in Megatron's case, but, you know, it's it's still... It works, you know, even though it's complex, stuff clicks into place nicely, things like that. So, anyway, lots of comments on this thing. And there was one in particular that was talking about, because um, I think I'd done a comparison in the video with 3.0, and I'd said, ultimately, to me, the 3.01 is more fun. And I got this one comment saying, like, oh, what, fun is such a buzzword. What does it matter? You know, and, and, and it ended with, having fun was was the comment that i got and i was like wow what a really weird mindset and and it was very much about buying toys yeah (laughs) i know this is the thing we're adults buying toys of course we want to have fun with it like why why would you do this if it wasn't fun you know what for what the prestige of it obviously not but that's that's
0: it that nothing else needs saying beyond that if that's the motivation behind knocking a product like that then you absolutely don't have a leg a, it's a very well-articulated <laughs> <was> well <laughs> well an leg. leg to stand on, yeah.
1: I guess where I got to Oof. with it was that the, the, the Freedom Leader, the third-party one, yes, it can convert, but it was so hateful to do that you would never ever want to do it you know you would never want to sit and actually go through the process of getting it knowing that it could but it's that's it that's what it and that's what people said to me is they're like i probably never will even transform it but it's the knowing that it can that makes the difference and i would say to people the thing is actually the three zero is better in robot mode as well it's more articulated Mm. it's better made it looks better in my opinion but it has various advantages but, I, but it's that thing of, I need to know it can transform, yeah. which I find interesting. Yeah. They're asking for a perfection that has never
0: existed. And a company like Three Zero knows that. And they've decided they're not going to try for that perfection because it's impossible. It's not a movie screen. They can't do what mm. they do on a movie screen. Sentient robots from other planets aren't real in our actual reality <laughs> yet. So they've just created a product. <laughs> Shush. They've created... Six, that doesn't count. They have created a product that... I'll give it away. Just gives them... That part of this perfection, yes, that no toy ever could, and to actually not rate it for that and not see it for how that is aimed at probably other people, I would not be surprised if a lot of non Transformers collectors buy three zero product to have on their desk at work, an incredible looking Bumblebee movie Optimus Prime that it just is incredible to experience. They don't need it to turn into a truck because they want Prime.
1: Yeah. You know? So, yeah. Well, I'm glad we uh, we sorted everyone out on this topic, yeah. <laughs> right? We've convinced everybody now. That's yeah. it. It's yeah. never going to be a debate ever again on the mm. internet. I don't think that's it. Absolutely
0: yeah. right. Action Master prices are going to soar after this,
1: and yeah, indeed, three zero going to go from strength to strength. Oh my God, they're Rodimus! I keep looking at it. I can't. I can't wait. Just so excited.
0: Yeah, but it doesn't transform. <laughs>
1: what a load of rollocks! stop
2: comparing things people this is the root of the problem (laughs) you don't have to compare everything to everything
0: liam out
1: (laughs) (laughs) the transformers will return after these messages Right, well, it's that time for the part of the pod where we're going to talk about our sponsors. And first up, as ever, is the wonderful TF Source for all your Transformers and third-party needs. They've got lots of stuff in stock and up for pre-order, as you would expect. So we're going to take a little look at that and see what's taken our fancy. What's caught your eyes, chaps?
2: I am looking at ZC-06 Mini Sup- Superitron Metallic is Superitron. Like, yeah. It sounds like a what to call it? The allergy
1: tablets, Puriton. Sorry, It does a little bit, doesn't it? Superitron. But
2: I love this. I wish these third parties would do more of this, you know, shrink their sort of combiners down to a sort of more of affordable scale. Because this just looks really nice. I love, I love the Airbots anyway, but it's just nice to see them at this sort of scale rather than everything being a masterpiece.
1: I'm with you on that. And honestly, as you know, I own the big version of this. Everything. To- it's totally <laughs> Yeah. The the big version of everything, uh, total space saver here. Uh, I've got to tell you with uh, with the smaller one because the the big one is just it, it's a it's a roomy thing. Uh, so yeah, makes total sense for me. I'm
0: going for DK3 Breaker Legacy Deluxe Class. Um, I'm, I've mentioned this before actually, uh, but TF Source now have it in stock, and I saw this in hand at Forbidden Planet in London recently, and I was really impressed with how nice this looks. I know it doesn't have the toy head. And because it's referencing a diaclone color, it should have had the toy head. But actually, considering how little I like the, the Trailbreaker cartoon look, uh, this is actually a really pretty toy. It's Bigger than I thought as well. Really lovely looking paint. And it uh, it stands up really, really well uh, as a blue Trailbreaker. It's a thing that doesn't really exist. A blue version of the animation model doesn't really exist in history of Transformers. But this mm. is a really nice looking toy. And it's in stock now at TF Source. And uh, I did consider buying it at FP, actually, just because I don't have the original Diacron anymore. Um, I've owned this vintage version of this toy before and actually looks like a really fun toy. Very pretty indeed. Big recommend on looks alone.
1: I got the Trailbreaker version, the black one. It's a good toy. What about you, Sixer? Uh, for me, I don't know. I tend to pick something by 3-0 now after the previous discussion. Do you know what I mean? That I would be a now. first. Yeah, I, oh, I know. I very often don't mention them at all. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think what is interesting is that I noted that uh, under best sellers, they've got some Unrustables stuff in stock just there. Oh, uh, yeah. Burly I Ride or I Read. I'm not sure how you pronounce it. Left uh, a Sid. But, yeah, that is a phenomenal toy. That Agreed. I really loved handling. Honestly, I've always wanted the Akira one. You know, the one that's based on the Akira. Which yeah. yeah, Otomo was brilliant. Yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely brilliant.
1: Superb no, thing. Surprised. Honestly, real shame that they didn't continue actually that line of yeah. third-party toys, uh, the Unrustables, Because just I loved everything that it was about. The bike modes were excellent. The little riders was just kind of genius. The robot modes were killer. I loved the the um, kind of mask look with the. The skull and everything on it the whole it was, brain mastery gimmicky thing yeah. is fantastic too super clever super nice designs i think it was cassie sark wasn't it the designer yeah. uh who did obviously feral rex and all of that so just amazing so yeah it, it's an unusual one it's it's probably not yeah it's not like a new item or anything but that would probably be my pick from tf source at the moment which brings us over nicely to who you can check out if you're in the in the UK or in parts of Europe as well. And they've got lots of Transformers and other stuff going on. What's caught your eyes here, lads? Right. Big shocker. It's a Diaclone item. Ooh. But it's a tiny one. It's
0: the Diaclone DA96 robot-based diafighter, Fighter, which is a miniature version of the vintage Dire Train, which was a really fun shuttle. It was motorized. It turned into like a train-like figure as well. No robot mode. And this is something that already comes with the massive $400, $500 Great Robot base. But this is one that just is sold on its lonesome. So if you really, really wanted a tiny Diatrain uh, and didn't want to pay $400 for the privilege of having it, you can get it for twenty eight ninety five, And it comes with a Dianaut. It's got a different canopy color to the one that comes with the Great Robot base, if that's something that you need to differentiate <laughs> it from that version. And yes, thank you. I'm pleased for that. And of course, you can put it in the great robot base when you get a great robot base and you can have multiple diatrains. trains. Uh, for a line that has been releasing super expensive stuff, big stuff constantly recently and for ages, it's nice to go back to something at a really low price point, yeah, which sure. is very small and can just go on your desk and is basically a tiny version of a vintage Diaclone and grandstand converters and diachron chronoform toy that loads of people may have seen in their youth. And they can now have a new tiny version of it with a little magnetic dial. It it. looks
1: great. I didn't realize that. I knew it was a sort of crossover, but I thought it was designed to work with the base. I didn't realize it already came with the Grave Robot base. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I really like it. And you just know that people are going to be buying multiples of this, right? There'll be some people that are going to get like 15 of them. Yep completely possible i even looked <laughs> oh, at it half
2: considered buying it. it's like oh that's a cool little looking spaceship thing. yeah
1: it looks quite like a liam thing i don't know why i think that but it does
2: i thought that too
1: there you go not just me then yeah. well okay yeah. so for my choice i am going to pick a three zero thing why not because it's right there under new arrivals just in stock now it's three zero transformers the last night deluxe optimus uh optimus prime and it's of course it's the the last night optimus or age of extinction optimus i'm sure there's slight differences between them that somebody can point out to me the one but with the pecs, uh, it? it's pectimus yeah, yeah it's indeed it's in. absolutely look at him there looking all magnificent i know some people really don't vibe with this design but there's something about it i've always appreciated it's not traditional transformers i don't care i think it looks great this toy looks phenomenal and it just has everything I don't know. Again, I would say that I've owned several Master PC third-party versions of this design. I've got a feeling that three zero is going to be the one that I'm going to enjoy more than any of them. I just can't wait.
2: I love the pose in the first photo where he's like he's just come out of the gym. He's got that like Hoo-ah! vibe going on. <laughs> Cat- yeah, just just neck some sort of protein shake. Is a yeah. It's a very he does have that. Both Optimus. It's a cool design. I, I quite like it. I like the truck mode that. The design has as well. Yes. That's kind of cool. I've always thought this one. Now,
1: when cool. these when these guys say deluxe, they're not talking about a size class, are they? No. So, well, they are sort of, but but not really. But I guess it's, that yeah, one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> deluxe is not in the tra- traditional Transformers sense. It's it's DLX actually is what they call it. Right. Um, okay. It's it's just a line of toys because they do now for Transformers anyway. Like essentially three lines they do premium which I don't own any of these are like the really massive ones that they used to do uh exclusively and those are like huge do you know what I mean? Then they do DLX so they have they have already done this design last night optimus in premium scale I think uh and then they this is like deluxe which is the ones that I've got that you've seen and then they do or DLX and then they do MDLX which is the new newly designed bumblebee and Optimus and Megatron and Rodimus uh, that they've gone up so it's three scales basically
2: I'd quite like them to do the DMX version
1: that's that's what I'm waiting for <laughs> that would be fun yeah a little Optimus on a bike <laughs> little mini minicom bike maybe Don't DLX is going to give it to you That's what they're gonna do. I think on that <laughs> note that's probably the end of our sponsor segment uh, isn't it? excuse so... me
2: are you just like writing oh. me out here have I been editing have you oh. not done yours
1: yet uh, you were talking about BMX's did, it, did a new toilet toy come out this week oh man there must be something
2: stay tuned for when I have my little toilet segment but no not yet <laughs> Nothing, on the,
1: mini-series, nothing on the old wow. porcelain
2: radar yet, but uh, <laughs> I'm going to pick, if you'll let me think so.
1: <laughs> the Throne Zone. <laughs> the Throne Zone. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Branded. Perfect.
2: <laughs> but uh, I'm going to pick Transformers Legacy Deluxe Scourge because he looks like a coffin on wheels, and I'm quite into it.
1: Nice. You don't have that one already?
2: No, I... Got from Kapow this week. I got Point Blank and Dead End, and I didn't realize they had Scorpion in stock at the time. But I'm gonna have to rectify that because right. he looks cool. It just looks. I quite like the way they fused the Pretender shell with the robot here.
1: Yeah, for sure, absolutely. So I do like the skull.
2: Yeah, it just it's just kind of cool. It just turns into a little rectangle with a turret. I'm, like, I'm into that.
1: It it definitely turns into a box. Yeah but that's cool. I do like the look of it. So
2: Put a little bow on it, It's like a Christmas present.
1: There you go. It's pre-wrapped. Yeah. Fantastic. All right. Well, good choice, mate. Not a toilet, but uh, maybe there'll be something for you next time.
2: Mate. Maybe that's a wrap
1: then. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly is now. All <laughs> right. Well, that's the end of the sponsor segment. Thank you very much to both tfsource.com and kapowtoys.co.uk. Do check them out. They've been really great sponsors for us, so we'd love it if you gave them a bit of business. Thank you very much, and go and check them out. <laughs> We now
0: return to the Transformers. Welcome back to the second half of Fight Night. And <laughs> now we're going to be talking about mainline Transformers versus Masterpiece Transformers. Now, now, why versus? Because, you know, we've just had a whole segment of talking about why different things can exist in the same universe. Now, mainline has been the core of Transformers since its inception. Masterpiece is something new for collectors who grew up on mainline Why are we reaching a point where we actually have to sit with these two things and compare them while everyone on the internet tries to discuss which is better than the other, which has more right to exist? I mean, how has this become a debate at all? Why is it on the episode?
1: I think (laughs) it's sort of a bit counterintuitive to the first part until you realise that I think, if anything, it's our attempt to explore why people try and make these two things compete to begin with. So if anything, it's a sort of extension of the previous discussion in that regard. Uh, And I think it comes down to the fact that there are people that collect mainline or collect masterpiece. There are a lot of masterpiece snobs out there too. And they just can't wrap their head around the other side of it. They can't get that people collect something different to what they collect. And I just find it baffling. And For me, it was really kind of exemplified not so long ago with some of the Kingdom toys and things that came out. And obviously they did a lot of the Beast Wars characters in Kingdom and they looked fantastic. And there was stuff like Blackarachnia and things like that coming out. And you obviously got then comparisons between the Masterpiece versions of these characters and the Kingdom ones. And I saw at least one comment from people going like, why does the Masterpiece even exist? What's the point of it? You know, why do people even buy it? And it's that thing for me of like, that mindset of, I can't even step outside my own collecting preferences long enough to kind of consider that actually maybe the other thing has some benefit as well. Yeah, because if the only goal
0: is to achieve a toy of that character, then yeah, sure, you can get that for £25, £30. Pounds. Why, why pay £200 pounds when you've achieved right. it for £20? But yeah, it's everything around it. And we should be clear, we're talking about mainline now, not mainline from 2000 or two thousand. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah because we spent a lot of time talking about how Unicron Trilogy mainline is (laughs) (laughs) kind of masterpiece in in certain ways. But yeah, it's modern mainline we're talking about. It's
2: because everybody has to compare things, don't they? Like I was saying, at the end of the other segment, is that what's happened is people would look at something and go, well, it's not like this, or why should I buy it instead of this, rather than this is a complementary thing that exists, and I can have one, the other, or both. But I think as well, Takara and Hasbro have played into this, unfortunately, because what I think... The way it comes across is that they've looked at the success of Masterpiece and stuff like that and realized that the core market at the moment is very G1 cartoon-leaning and that kind of accuracy. Even with Beast Wars, it's all very animation-accurate, and that's what Collector's are leaning for. So they've then tilted generations away from what it was, which was just random interpretations of different characters across the generations or whatever. Well, that was the idea. And now it it's going for the same crowd as Masterpiece, or the same aesthetic, should I say. And it feels, so it feels like there's competition there where there isn't, but they've also got a set design exactly. like Hasui's moves across. And so I think it automatically creates this perception and people just, it just latches onto what they want it to be, isn't it? This kind of yeah. a reason to pick one over another and argue about it.
1: Exactly. And I think it really is kind of um, fueled by the fact that, you know, a lot of former Masterpiece collectors almost switched over, didn't they? You had a lot of people selling up um and, it made and it way easier for
2: oh, me even because i looked and went yeah, I yeah enjoy masterpiece now but i look at these and they like toys but they're also ticking the boxes i like to about masterpiece
1: <laughs> which i mean it is obviously wrong and you know you should feel bad for saying yeah, that right but, he's uh, the problem <laughs> <laughs> the problem child <laughs> I'm joking, of yeah. course. You know, you're, you're very entitled to to Europe. Yeah, I'm joking. Yeah, <laughs> uh, to me though, it's exactly what you were saying: is that there's this sort of perception that one competes with the other, yeah. whereas actually they're complementary lines. You know, and actually to me it makes sense. Much as I was saying in the sponsor segment about three zero having you know an, a DLX and a premium line of different sort of scales. They they do the same characters in in some in some cases anyway. In two different scales, to me, it makes sense that Takara and Hasbro would want to be putting out a sort of more premium line for collectors, if you will, and then a more sort of—I was going to say budget line. I don't mean that. Do you know what I mean? But a, a more um,
2: retail friendly,
1: costic, yeah, a retail friendly line. Thank you. Yes, accessible, that's very good. Yeah. A more accessible line. Yeah, because that is that is what it is. And you know, yes, you can get the same characters in some uh, in in both lines sometimes. So, what so I know, some people that collect both, some people collect one or the other. It's, some people collect good. neither, some people collect neither, and that's okay too. No, Golden I've Balls, had and occasions it. where,
0: yeah, right. I've collected masterpiece toys, and, and there came a time where I felt you're overdoing it now, guys, you know, you're overthinking it, and it's too much now. And then I've collected Generations toys where I thought you're underdoing it, this is undercooked, there's mm. not enough here. Um, I felt that way with Legacy Bulkhead eventually, I thought there's not enough here it hasn't ticked enough boxes to to make this a toy that was worth the money. And it, I was getting there with Masterpiece as well. I just thought this is too much money for too much. You know, it's just over the top. Masterpiece then brought it back with something like Reboost and Skids and Crosscut, which I just thought, sweet spot right there. And it almost exists in this space between Masterpiece and Mainline's extremes. And I don't really have a point <laughs> <laughs> apart from to say, yeah, and sometimes neither are for anybody because yeah. they're not doing anything for some people
1: i think you've hit on a great point there by itself though because actually isn't it it's not really about the confines of either line isn't it just about the individual toys and whether they're yeah good case or not the case yeah but, yeah but, but that
0: is
2: isn't it though people there it feels like there has to be like a core line for collectors and that's what people seem to need so they pick one and it's like that's the main line that's what i have to get every time Mm. and i think that's where so much of this comes from that's where all the comparisons seem to come in because it's like i have to have this definitive toy and it has to be from a definitive line even if you're like there are a million other lines that are doing anything you want they're like no like the Free Zero, everything like that you're like it all exists and they're separate things you could just buy stuff from pick and choose but people like nope i've got to have this why is it not this why is this one worse than the one before it's like a different toy
0: it doesn't matter do you think some people see generations as the collector aimed line now yeah Yes, yeah, yeah, 100%. Even
2: I would say that, though, because I look at it like that. I look at it and think, what kids, young kids now, you know, you have Earthspark, that's aimed at kids, but then look at this and go, why would kids be looking at point blank and going, oh, I must have that, like...
1: Yeah, well, he's a cool car. Oh, yeah, it's a fantastic Mm.
2: toy. I imagine if a kid got it, it's great, but... The buy-in from there is a the cartoon or something. That's, well, that's
1: not what it yeah, used to be. Yeah, yeah. Whereas now 100%. I think it's changed. I think the, the, one, the one that got me that I do kind of agree on is, was Puffer, <laughs> I remember as you, you and I yeah. being in um, in Old Smith's uh, We talked about town. this in a previous
2: episode, didn't we? We had this conversation. We
1: did, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we were looking at the, the toy aisle and there wasn't a lot there actually uh, in this particular shop, but we were looking at you You wanted to get something for my boy. And, uh, and it was really like, what's he going to be into? And it was like, wh- why are kids into puffer as a it's just a random thing but it's packaged with road ranger yeah with road ranger and a box that's isn't it like the golden disc style box yeah Yeah, yeah. it's a collector thing like why would they be drawn to that like do they
0: know what's inside very very collector focused
1: yeah very collector focused all of it the packaging everything
2: but you can't see what is in those boxes and it's all very targeted at collectors and it feels like do you remember when Masterpiece was going through that phase where it was just chucking out releases every... It felt like every week there was like a Yeah. And then it seemed to stop. And it was almost like there was a fork in the road and they readjusted and looked at Generations and thought, actually, there is this whole Let's market of people. Let's do it then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because they see, they then started moving designers over as well. But then the, the aesthetic change and the whole vibe of it's been like that. Because even when it's moved away from G1... Even all those characters now are very animation accurate, like your Armada Starscreams, your Beast Wars cast. It's still following that same core collector principle of it has to look accurate and have all these different things. It,
1: it really is. It's it's like they going back a little bit to the sort of Hasui era of yeah. Masterpiece. And we, we've talked in Minisodes episodes about this when they put out, and it wasn't with MP10, actually. It was with MP11, Sideswipe, Lambor, that they put out this statement Tough. Twelve? What's eleven? Eleven is Starscream. Starscream. Of course it is. Silly me. Revoke my masterpiece collecting card now. Uh, but with MP twelve Lamborghini, they put out this kind of statement of intent with this scale chart. Liam, don't get cross. Uh put them red lines <laughs> away. It's like a red flag to a bull, that is. Uh the mere mention of it.
2: A red circle to a bull. That's what it is.
1: Yeah, a red line on the internet to a bull. <laughs> Old Rage Box toy rage there. Uh, <laughs> But they, they put out this sort of statement of intent and they basically said, this is what you're going to get. And they had the lineup of the, all the original cast, like Hound and Mirage and Sunstreaker and all of these guys. Some of them they haven't even done yet, you know, But that, but it went out and it was almost like everything you've ever wanted, you're going to get in toy form. And this is what we're going to do. And they never actually kind of got there to be fair, but they they made a good inroads into it with the Datsuns and whatever else, and then, you know, obviously the Masterpiece design has changed, and you're right, somewhere it flipped, and now it's almost like Generations has picked up that baton and run with it faster than Masterpiece ever could. But it's a switch. Yeah, it is. A little bit. So,
2: you've hit on something there that's great, because you mentioned Sideswipe and stuff like that, but one of the core things with those things, if you remember, those toys, is they were affordable, right? Like you could get them from Japan yes. for like 30 quid. True, which is now where
1: deluxes and
2: Voyagers are, and yep. you're like,
1: yes, the price points have shifted. So
2: you can see it as well, a lot of people were j- slowly jumping away from masterpieces because the prices were going up, and this is ticking that bus because it's still hitting that same affordable price point.
1: Yeah, I think, at, at the risk of saying it, I'm not convinced that you get the same amount for your money yeah, that you did, did during the yeah. during the Hasui era of yeah. MP Lambor because that really was <laughs> like exceptional. I mean, that was like the the masterpieces, then the carbots. Were, were beneath the kind of mp10 level and i know there were people that are like no rubber tires no die cast you know this what is some is of this? the best
2: masterpieces though because they still the, have incredible metal, designs think, but you are right and i think that is it though i think the point is it's what's affordable what's the price point that i'm yeah. willing to pay because i've always said haven't i that um i've never spent like above 200 pounds on a toy because it's just a a point where
1: it just it's a ceiling
2: yeah i don't look at it and go it's too much and not worth it it's just it's not what i would pay on a toy so i just it mm. goes out drifts out of my interest and i think that's what happens here is people look at it and they go i'm quite willing to pay 20 30 quid for a toy but once you get above that masterpiece and stuff it's not for me Yeah. And so mainline I, stuff i is- think the
1: car bots is the thing because i think a lot of people like even with masterpiece you can sort of look at it back at that time and think well i won't get star saber and ultra magnus and the big ones because they're too expensive but i'll get all the cars and then they started making stuff like sunstreaker more complex, more parts, more complicated, more engineering, and with all of that comes a higher price point. But then it went over a hundred pounds, yeah. or, yeah. or whatever yeah. it was, you know, whatever the kind of benchmark was. And I think people at that point just went, ha, 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 no, and and they were like, I'm out. And like you were saying, it's almost like generations. A little bit after that, but kind of picked it up and ran with it. And I and I do think it's not quite comparable, but they're doing essentially what masterpiece was sort of initially people felt like it was going to do and the fact that you're now getting diaclone homages uh you're getting i mean basically everything aren't you micro change uh generation two unreleased pro- unreleased prototypes you know decos and things stuff that you just never would have even imagined would happen in masterpiece uh you know you've got uh a general the fact that you get like a generation spin out and a generation's cordon yeah. uh, is mad to me Puffer, Road Ranger, all of these things that we've been talking about. Puffer's the mad one, isn't it? That's like really, yeah.
2: But it's so niche. It's really important though, because it's a way for people to engage with something like a puffer, something really obscure that would be normally like a really expensive toy that they would be far out of reach. And now this is the thing with something having like a mainline like this. There's so many people can engage with it and buy it, and I think that's why you get so much of the fervor for it. And to the point now where people are always complaining and they want it to be something that it's not or be something else, and I think that's where it comes from now because everybody can be involved in it and that's where they want to be because it's all in the yeah. fandom, isn't it? You all want to experience the same thing. So I think that's why it's moved on from
0: Masterpiece to this now. But the mistake then comes when people say, so that's now irrelevant. Yeah. Yes. So Masterpiece is now 100%. irrelevant and is no longer got a place because it's the comparison. in my heart and therefore shouldn't in yours. Because
2: people have to compare everything. It's, it's unnecessary because you look at it, you go, I look at, uh, what's it? Uh, Earthrise Streaker," And it's like, I look at Masterpiece mm. and go, Masterpiece one is great. Earthrise 1 is not very good, but I have both because I quite enjoy transforming the Earthrise 1. And it's like, mm. they don't replace it when they're not compared, but people will compare them. But- got
0: to say exactly. that Sunstreaker in hand was a lot of it's fun. Really nice to play playing with, with, uh, it's with it's your fun. Sons, oh. sixo, yeah, And it's a fun toy. It's fun a toy, one, actually. So
1: I-, I must admit, it was one that I'd sort of written off from pictures because it has the, it's got the kind of bare-naked, you know, British man on holiday yeah. look to it, you know, of, of kind of two-tone... Sort of weird fleshy colour, and uh and there is a little bit of that in hand as well. I, sp- I speak from experience, but there is a bit of that, in hand <laughs> is as well. there a little bit of a British fleshy man in hand. Yeah, well, it's, yeah it's just Friday night around this part, mate. Honestly, <laughs> why well, uh, you were
2: so funny about Santa's sack earlier, isn't it? This is where your idea tonight. <laughs> yeah, you have the indeed. Have gutter boy. Come on.
1: <laughs> well, we have carried on as we started. Yeah. It was well, when you it was not? when you started talking about giving him a hand with his load. But <laughs> I was like, oh my god. Wait, uh, wait load-bearing <laughs> <laughs> right sure uh, it's a load-bearing load-bearing <laughs> <laughs> uh <laughs> good lord anyway yeah that's streaker <laughs> i i'd sort of written it off a little bit from pictures because it does look weird and and it does have the two-tone yellow thing and all of that but actually the design of it is great and honestly you know my little boy loves it i mean i remember we went out for the day once and he took it with him And just the whole day, he was twisting and turning that thing. You know, when you get a kid that's just so engaged with a toy like that, just constantly kind of turning it around. Um, And even, you know, getting stuck occasionally and his mum having to help him out if I wasn't around and stuff and all of that. And, And that's great. That's a really good thing. For me as a collector, I enjoy transforming it, but it would never, ever replace or compete with the Masterpiece, which is a toy that I legitimately love like it's a favorite masterpiece design that for me so i think that they both have their place and i think they both have their spot on the shelf or or whatever if that's what people want to do and and i just don't get this thing that one is obsolete over the other
0: no there's just no need to to add to your love of a toy by also putting down the other one that other people like and there's there's that on both sides of this there is there really is it's just they fulfill a different purpose and they are the perfect sunstreakers to different collecting groups. And we're both required to make the line successful. You, you almost don't have one without the other. And I realize that Mainline has been the bread and butter of this brand since its start. And the original sunstreaker was two-tone as well. So, you know, it's, mm. it's accurate. I, true, true. lot
2: of like the, the disappointment around sunstreak as well. Even for myself comes from the fact it doesn't look like sunstreak. And I think that's when you step back and look at it and you go, but it doesn't have to. We can have something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I imagine...
0: You realise you're stuck in that whole thing about it doesn't look like yeah. cartoons, but that's okay. It's a new sunstriker. That's, that's it. The thing
2: I don't like about masterpiece sunstriker is that he looks too much like cartoons. It yeah. looks, it's got. There's an awkward look to both of them, but in different ways. But imagine if you saw the Earthrise one, you'd never seen a sunstriker before. But the first time you saw him was that, and you'd be like, wow, that's pretty cool. Like the old universe one, it's actually quite nice. But it, there's always that perspective, and I think this is what comes across a lot of the fandom, a lot of the arguments, as they look at it through. A lens of it having to look like something that it isn't. At the same time, rather than the yeah. merits, just comparing everything.
1: That that is, that is a thing I don't quite get with Generations sometimes. I mean, I actually I think all the Generations toys kind of look great for, under their own steam and their own merit, but it must be confusing at times for people that are really into this cartoon accurate idea. Like I saw there were people recently that were really getting quite hit up about, I think it was Wild Rider and the, the stripe on Wild Rider because it has a I think it's there it has a stripe that's not in the cartoon, or it doesn't have a stripe that is in the. cartoon. Is car- that dead end?
2: Because dead end in the cartoon doesn't have the stripe over the top, does he? It's
1: dead end. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, it is dead end. But, Stunticon number three, hey, or whatever it is. You red know? one. But uh, yeah, I did actually know which one I was, but for some reason I'd got it in my head. I I'm actually one of the rare people that can distinguish <laughs> the four Stunticons, but. It for some reason I got it in my head it was Wild Rider, but yes, it was Dead End that people yeah. were talking about, and it, and it was causing all kinds of debate about this stripe because they because it has the stripe, doesn't it? Yeah. The generations the United
2: one. Warriors didn't, I don't think. I think they took it off to make it more cartoony, and it looked blander for it. So because I yeah. just got that toy yesterday, the Studio Series one, and I was really glad they've put the stripe over the top, right? And it, it surprised now, me that they did for this reason because they're so beholden to cartoon accuracy now.
1: That's the that's the and that's what my point is that I don't know. I'm not. I'm not saying. Oh, it's wrong to be annoyed about the stripe or anything like that. I, I, in a way, I kind of get it because if the if the if the sort of statement of intent of the line is looking like the cartoon, it's then a bit jarring when they break away from that yeah. slightly. So it must be confusing at times. I don't know.
2: I imagine there is that from a lot of people. It's not that consistent because things do change. Some things are slavishly accurate. Other things are completely different. So yeah, I, I can get it but from you- that point of view.
1: I just think you get you get what you get at the end of the day don't yeah, you?
2: But that was always the gateway into generations wasn't it? It is every toy should be different and you know the theme is that they are generations toys rather than them looking all like a cartoon or all like Yeah. This. So.
1: For sure. And and you know as a masterpiece collector who typically doesn't go for generations I got to tell you there are definitely times now where you sit back and think bloody hell, look at what these buggers are getting. Do you know what I mean? They're getting a masterpiece, this, that, and the other, and a, a black iron hide they're getting now, and a blue trailbreaker, and all the stuff that we would, you know, love to get over in Masterpiece line. Uh, but at the end of the day, it, it ain't the way it is anymore, is it? I think that's the bit that I think is missing in Masterpiece right now is some of the kind of cool repaints and stuff. I've loved what they've done with like, as you said, Maz, with reboost and crosscut and now burnout and you know i, mm, I, I kind of to that a lot yeah i kind of want them to go back to that of like pumping out those really cool repaints that really because i do think masterpiece molds merit being repainted multiple times over um but yeah generations is all over that stuff isn't yeah, it Yeah,
2: definitely and like i say it is affordable as well because with masterpiece now if you were collecting the more it's not just the cars is it like the jets are so expensive Ultimus prime is like four or five hundred pound isn't he so it's very easy I think for people to migrate over to generations
0: this whole debate is you know I've heard this debate for generations versus g1 as well you're yeah. Saying, generations well, yeah like why bother going and tracking down a vintage trigger happy when I can have a generations one or same with point blank and you know it's again it's horses for courses like every version of that toy has its merit um and I almost think that let's just be careful because i feel like the conclusion for today is almost that people are the problem (laughs) (laughs) we've come to in in no yeah guys line up
1: yeah i think that's it is it's what you said because you're right i've seen that debate about g1 versus generations before i've had people say to me why do you want the g1 toy when it's you know a brick and and people also have that disdain about it when i i've you know you can get your your new your new man's with you know knee bends and elbows and G one is not enough. Masterpiece is too much. Yeah, it's just depends where you're standing. It's this triangle of. But oh, this other sort of generation's version the isn't
2: the one. This other one that's happened isn't yeah.
1: either. This
2: new one is. Yeah.
1: It's... We need a new generation's toy because the one from four years ago is obsolete now for some reason. Have wrist and... swivels. So you yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ab crunch yeah. and butterfly shoulders and whatever. But I think that uh, it's that word obsolete for me, and it's that not being able to understand that other people collect things different to what you collect and that what you collect is good for you, but that other people see it differently. And I think that's the bit that some people just sometimes could do with kind of remembering.
2: Absolutely. And it's also okay to collect things you like rather than feeling like you have to just stick with the main line or, you know, you yeah. have to follow the trend. Just buy it if you like a different toy from a line. I feel like your ranks like that
0: I did um I just remembered an example I came across recently, the most blatant example of someone saying the generation's version is so good, I don't see the need for the masterpiece to exist. It was skids, actually,
1: yeah,
0: which I guess the it's the legacy skids that people really really like that this person especially liked, and it's so funny that they would point to the masterpiece of skids, which is so far away from this yeah masterpiece extreme now it's almost it's a toy it's a pick up and play toy it's It's quite
1: accessible yeah cannot be put
0: down it's so fun to play with um almost it's not far away from the most complex mainline toy there ever has been that masterpiece skids it's not so different in terms of complexity and, and part count and what it does and i just felt like I didn't connect with that statement at all because however good that legacy skids is, I would look at it personally and I see things about it aesthetically that simply don't work for me. Hmm. And I wouldn't then go and select that version of skids. And even to the point where I was like, well, I have the masterpiece version. If that's an amazing skids, I'll buy that too. It didn't even get me to that degree that I'm like, I'll add it because it looks so good. And that wasn't because I don't like mainline toys, because I do collect mainline toys. I collect mainline toys from all generations of mainline toys. You love *Titans Return*. Uh, I did, yeah. yeah. And those toys didn't even have heads. Yeah. You know, <laughs> they had to remove the heads to make them transform. So it's just yeah. that comment
2: speaks to though, doesn't it? There's people needing this perfect idea of a character. Like they focus on there can just the one, be this yeah. one, and so they're like, "Oh, I don't see why that needs to exist," because this one I've got makes me happy. It's like that's fine, but then other ones exist because people might not like that. Like I I yeah. don't mind that skids it's all right. I love the masterpiece. I thought that was great. But I own the mainline one because mm-hmm. I didn't need one that bad. And I also own the vintage one which is my favorite of the bunch.
1: Yeah. That's the th- that's a really good example skids actually because yes also to add on to what you were saying as the vintage toy is also an absolute banger, isn't it? Let's be it really fair, is. Yeah. And, and entirely not obsolete as a, as a result of the masterpiece and the generations toy existing, uh, and the three of them can just be complementary to one another. It's got better accessories than the masterpiece version does. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Indeed,
2: Skids uh, have the record for the best versions of each era, because he has so few toys, but everyone's a banger, isn't it? Like, the mm. even the vinyl tape one, good... one is, really
0: toy is great, vinyl tape one is vintage
2: toys great. The other generations, one based on the more than meets the eye model, the T30. Yeah, that's that's cool as well. He's only got like what four or five toys, but they're all great in their own way.
1: Yeah, it's one thing you can say is that skids has certainly made his mark on this franchise. <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to talk about movie skids too? We can do if you'd like to. I'll tell but... you what.
0: I owned the... Um, oh,
1: God. Actually, yeah. I, I retract Human Alliance all that. I forgot skid. about the movie Skids. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Hang on. Um, Human Alliance Skids from the movie was a superb toy. Absolutely brilliant. I loved it. From It was a great toy. From an engineering perspective.
1: Yes. And just looks in car <laughs> mode. <laughs> and robot mode
0: until it got to the head.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, isn't all of this saying that these these characters these toys these whatever they've been around for nearly four decades now there are going to be multiple versions of them the fact that you know some of them now are coming out uh sort of you know parallel to another version or whatever it doesn't matter do you know what i mean they can still coexist it's all good and ultimately it's all money being pumped into the brand as well you know like if if i'm not buying a generation so and so And someone else isn't buying a masterpiece or whatever, that's okay because we're all still ultimately funding each other's, you know, kind of the cross pollination of it all. It's all adding to the kind of successful part of the franchise doing well. And so it's all good to me. There's loads of stuff out there. I know people joke about me and all of Transformers, but it's obviously, it's it's not true. (laughs) (laughs) It's actually not true. So so why do
2: people think I've got all of Transformers when I own all of Transformers?
1: Well, you'll want to talk, Mr. <laughs> you know, big box from Wheatabix. But uh, you know, it's uh, it to me it it's fine to know that there aren't toys that I buy. You know, it doesn't matter to me that because ultimately the people buying them are still funding the stuff that I also like. You know, it's all cyclical.
0: And if you're gonna get on my case for not buying Generations or Masterpiece and funding your hobby, look, I give Takaratomi plenty of money and diaphragm, <laughs> so don't get on my case for it's, yes. it's true. That is oh, trains. that's another thing up oh, oh, don't get me started on the trains but, man either. conversations about whether the third party trains are, are good I, I wonder if we got generations trains how would that impact people's view of the masterpiece they compare them and, and, so that's what they, they would, would do they them. would compare yeah, them which
1: is the best yeah mm.
2: it's, but i think for me i think what we need to do is i think we just need to move away from this idea that every new toy is iterative because that's everyone seems to look at it like, oh, this one's replacing that one. It's like it's just a
0: new version, and I think yeah, as well, 100%. And... another version even.
2: But yeah, I think Hasbro and Takara also need to move away from that a little bit because every time they release a new character, it's just a slight. Sometimes it's a slightly different version that's more accurate or something. It'd just be nice to get a break from that so people can also move away from that.
1: I I honestly find as much as I love it, and I was just still back. buy it. But... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I honestly find now if I'm being totally honest, comparisons between, let's say, a Generations toy and a Masterpiece toy, really just a bit reductive, like a bit pointless. It's a bit moot. I don't know. What's, it doesn't matter, does it? When people, There was something the other day, I'm trying to remember what it was, and people were like, oh, how does this compare to that? And I was like, well, they're two fundamentally different mm-hmm. toys entirely at their core, very different that just happen to vaguely resemble the same core character in different ways. So does it matter which is better, really? I mean, it's like, I don't know, take something like RC, which is better, the Binaltech or the Masterpiece or the Studio Series or the Generations or, you know, whichever one. QTF. Yeah, right, exactly, exactly. Who's to say? You know, there's no one definitive version of that character. You know, for me, I love seeing the masterpiece because it's a realization of the character in a way that we've never really seen before. Can confirm that needs to be seen in person. Yeah. To
0: really understand the wow of it. And it is wow. I, I have the legacy, the legends, RC. It's great. It goes with so many different toy lines that I have. It goes with G1. It goes with Titans Return. It goes with Studio Series. It's a great Mm. toy. I saw the masterpiece. I was like, that's incredible for what it is. You know, it's it's a completely incredible thing, all of its own, as an island. It doesn't have to be it's incredible because it's so much better than LG or, or Earthrise. It's just that's doing exactly what it set out to do. And wow, well done for achieving it so well. And it deserves to exist, deserves to cost what it does. And I don't know anyone who owns it who is really unhappy with it. Yeah, 100% all of that. Transformers
2: is not the Highlander. This doesn't have to just be only one. <laughs> yes, headmaster right. heads popping off the right? front. Yeah, <laughs> some,
0: someone tell Titans <laughs> it's so to turn that. Out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sorry, Cicero, that's all right. I was just going to say, you know, we were talking recently about Vinyl Tech RC and singing up the virtues of that because it was a different version mm. of that same character, and I like that. I like all of those different takes, and I I worry it's kind of what you were saying, Liam, that we're kind of squishing it into this almost like homogenous each character chasing. The sort of same narrow slice yeah. of perfection. I, I don't think that's where the brand needs to go at all. No. I, I do
0: see where this argument comes from, or, or rather how this sort of uh, opposition has formed. When people do say things like, I've just got the generations version of X, don't see they don't even need to do a masterpiece now. And I do see like masterpiece collectors look at that and say, Yeah, it still does, because that doesn't do X, Y, and Z. So it's almost like this um tunnel vision of not seeing what the other side what appeals to the other side. Mm. That's the core at the core of this discussion, I think. Just not seeing what they see in the Masterpiece toy. And it's not all about I'm buying this to be a snob because I have a higher budget. And to me this is much more complex than your child's toy and therefore yours doesn't need to exist and I'm a better collector and person as a result of buying this toy. Are you, are you saying bad.
1: this now as you, or are you just like yeah. giving an impression of what people do say?
0: <laughs> I don't buy either. I'm not a masterpiece collector, and I'm not a mainline collector. Really, I don't. I haven't picked one. Yeah. Basket. I just dabble in, and then spend my money elsewhere. These are both so, beneath you. I'm, aren't I'm you. buying toys from 20 years ago. Have you have you not check them in series? I've just discovered the
1: Unicorn Trilogy, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I think all yeah, still 1990 where I live. (laughs) I'm a bit like you. The the best, the best toys are the ones that are 20 years old. You know what I mean? Because you can call it vintage. Yeah, exactly. Uh, But yeah, I I, I totally agree. I just think why compare? Why have? Why try and make one version obsolete? That's my thing. Yeah.
2: Screw that. Go compare, guy. Yeah.
1: No compare. Yeah. yeah, No compare. Don't compare.
2: (laughs) Don't compare.
1: excellent well we put that one to, yeah. to rights then haven't we I think yeah.
0: I think that'll just about do it for our controversial opinions chapter 3 um, we're all still friends as well which is ace uh, was in question originally
1: Although that implies so we were showing off his with.
0: pink rod uh, that might be did, did you notice
1: that I did relocate him how
2: did he he put it up there look why did you not see that I've just
0: been waiting for it to fall
1: because it looks orange on his cam I wasn't subtle it's got orange rod He's literally right right there just behind me I thought you could just get a little glimpse of him as we're talking to each other see him the whole time sponsors then (laughs) yes indeed oh yeah we do have sponsors don't we so we've got uh, who are they tfsource.com and capaltoys.co.uk we did a longer segment on them in the middle of the pod, and they're still ace, so do check them out for all your Transformers and third-party needs. And of course, we have a Patreon. If you want more content from us, that's patreon.com forward slash triple
0: takeover. And of course, one of the perks of our Patreon is that at Inner Beast level and higher, not only can you get access to the Discord server where the Andor spoiler chat is the place to be right now, or just how some of us aren't getting any sleep at all because of our toddlers. That
2: last episode of Andor, just saying, watch this night. Tremendous. Totally amazing. Absolutely. Great tremendous.
0: series. Absolutely. My favorite thing I've watched this year, yeah. easily. But the perk that you can get at Inner Beast and higher is that you can ask a question to be answered on the pod. So what a great perk this is. As if, you know, getting early access and getting mini sods at high levels and getting shout-outs wasn't enough, you can have a question answered on the pod. And today's question comes from Anthony Cars, and it is... If you could only keep one Transformer from your current collection, oh, no. which one would it be and why?
1: Oh. Easy. It's cruel. Go on, Liam. He's looking around. Yeah. Which one would you keep today? I think this is... Today. Yeah. <laughs> which one's nearest?
0: Huh. <laughs> uh. Right. Your room's burning right now. You've got to run out... Right now, which one do you grab? You're leaving. Yeah, but I'd always make instance. the
2: wrong choice in these situations. I'd pick as yeah, I got out of the door. Okay, right. But and, which one? There's
1: a major trip hazard. Can I say?
2: Yeah. A, a <laughs> major trip hazard. There's a lot.
1: Take the trip hazard.
2: You know what? I'd probably pick up something if it's really small, like Warpath. Not just because I have to carry it, but I just you know, there's little toys that you just love transforming backwards and forwards.
1: Yeah, that's it. Practicality. Yeah. Pick the smallest thing. Get
2: in the pocket. <laughs>
1: I mean, if you're going to do that, you could pick a whole handful of them, no? Just just,
2: just scooping micro masses into my pocket. That's I'm doing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> your girlfriend shouting, "Come on, Liam!" And you're like, "I could get more. I can get out in." Yeah.
0: If if I think answering it in the spirit of it being asked, it I think it's more like yeah. If you sold off your whole collection, if you needed right. to sell off your entire collection, what do you foresee would be the one that would be left that you just simply couldn't sell? You just that's the one that you draw the line and say, "Nope, never that."
1: Okay, I think for me, legitimately, it might be G1 Hot Rod, honestly. Yeah. Uh, The pink one? Well, bizarrely, I'm not sure. Bizarrely, I kind of feel like maybe it would just be the original, the red one. I know that's sort of counterintuitive to all the pink Hot Rod love that we've been giving it at the moment, and I do love the new one. I don't know. Tough one. Tough one, which one would be the sort of definitive, if you like, for me now. There's just still that kind of nostalgic feel of... The vintage red toy, even though it's not Hmm. in some ways my ideal hot rod, I don't know, it's still got that kind of vintage appeal to it, that kind of nostalgic appeal. Yeah,
2: for me, it would definitely be G1 point blank now I've thought about it.
0: Ooh.
2: There are a few toys. I don't think there's another toy actually that when I pick it up, I get the same feeling from it of nostalgia and just how much I love that toy. So I think that'd be the one in that panicked, frenzied moment of having to grab it while things are going down. That would be the first one I'd be like, yeah, that beautiful toy.
1: Nice.
0: How about you, Master? I think for me, it's it's going to be one of my 26 childhood Transformers. It would be one of those because they are tied to people, my parents. And I just think if I got to the point where I was holding one of them, wrapping it up to sell it, and I was putting it in a box and addressing it to someone else, I just don't think my head and my heart would let me do that. I'm giving away something my mum and dad bought for me that I absolutely loved. And I always remember who bought it, where it was bought from, that kind of thing. And I think it would be a toss-up between Target Master Scourge, my childhood one, because mm. I've upgraded that toy. Um, it's not perfect yet, but the one I have on display is is better than the one I have at home. Or I guess um, my battered G1 Starscream. You know, um, I still remember the day from Toys R Us where that was bought, so it would be one of those two, I think. That's nice. Yeah. I can't imagine living without either of them. I just can't imagine ever having to, to say goodbye to those. It's
2: important to have that emotional connection to these things, isn't it? Mm.
0: Okay. So thank you, Anthony Kars for that question. And now we're going to do the other Butler and GBC perk, which is a shout out on the show. Best point so... of our episode, this.
1: <laughs> I love it. I get majorly pumped for this bit.
2: <laughs> it's just to see how a man can do it without ever failing. I'm always impressed by how he manages to do it.
1: Right. Yeah. So I try and do it backwards this week. For a bit of
0: variety. What,
2: that Red Dwarf? We (laughs) go (laughs) to Nod Nodnol. Nod All
0: right. So, a big, massive thank you to. Charlie Chappelle, Chudert Walter, Seven The Current Jickle, MK Tronic, Four Big Balls, Ghost Prime, James Pascoe, Shanty Siegel, Jim Kinsey, Shawnee <laughs> Sean, Sean, Fart Warp, Steve Redmond, Alicia A.K. Alicia Tron, Chris Rodwell, Tyler Husky, Nia Bat, Mike Loyocono, Bobby P, Eric Coy, Juan Carpintero, Unchraismatic Ball, Burke Parota, Diabre, Sid, Connor C, Graham Moffat, Andrew Bentley, Mark Alley, Christian Hyatt, Zindius, Ashpolt, Josh Bell, Quick Mix, Dugatron, Big Doug, Esteem, Dave Shepard, Jason Murray, <laughs> Zach Lawson, Mythic Gears, Will Bates, CNC Rick56, Malcolm Hobbs, Mollus Koenig, Lucas Henkel, Shinsei, Ben Lewis, Campbell, Tim Banerjee, Kylo Wilmoth, John Wood, Inbound Lee, Nice Side Jeffrey Freak, Danvers Stater, Cracktastic Plastic, Michael Kegel, Misha Kidd, Joshals, Simon Elvin, Cold Squall, Andy Gold, Billy Gator, TF Starfire, Aaron Swoboda, Jim Owen, Nexus, Jackson Arwood, Jesse Marino, Chris Norris, Shenry, Peter Hammerson, Vegemite Mike, Puma the Hunter, Laserbeak, Amar... And actually, Amar joined the Discord this week, and I said to him, hey, you're the guy who always comes before Week, But today, he's the guy who comes after Week." <laughs> Stuart Webb, Road to Storm, Jack Pelletier, Phil G, Caponare, Alec Mir, Anthony Kars, Troisev, John Pearl, Yusufa, Geo Kaiser, Dave Dalrymple, Justin Nassari, Bad Saturday, Stephen Perkins, Matt, Adam Shoemaker, Spiderfather, Chris, Preston, Andy, Danny Roberts, Nick. And a big thank you to our new Butlers and GBCs. Yes, the list has gotten bigger. DD, Maddie Clark, Jonathan False Logic Howard, and Alexis Taylor. Oh, and the Mix Brothers, who you might recognise. What a list. Even backwards. I am. What a
2: list. Forever impressed. Like, you don't understand this, but it's not even edited. He does this perfectly each
1: time. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. It is incredible. Honestly, I keep thinking now oh, he's going to trip up. And you never do. <laughs> never I do, do. Sometimes. Nah. Sometimes. Nah. And remember,
2: if you want to buy more Triple Takeover stuff, you can always go head over to our merch store. Remember, you can still help Santa Claus out. Get some presents for your friends and your family. And you can go find those.
1: Help him release his load. (laughs) (laughs) And
0: if you somehow listen to this episode and go back in time, you can take advantage of the Red Bubble Black Friday sale.
2: Ah, See? Another reason to go check it out.
0: Especially if you live in one of those places where it's still 1990.
1: (laughs) Yes. I'm sure there are still places like that.
2: Well it's still trapped in 1990
1: <laughs> it's probably still a blockbuster video <laughs>
2: <laughs> and you can find all of that at com forward slash people forward slash triple takeover forward slash explore and if there's any controversial opinions that you have and you would like to let us know about them or you know anything you want to say about anything we've spoken about today you can find us on social media at triple underscore takeover on twitter and instagram and at triple takeover all one word on Facebook, guys, where can they find you?
0: I'm at TF Square One on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, but not Mastodon or Mastodon, as SixO sometimes calls it.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> Mastodon—that's a good point. There's more now. My God, I'm um, everywhere. i um, at SixO TF, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, Patreon, Mastodon Hive as well. Hive Social App is a new thing. Trying on out there. How, how many social platforms does does one man need? Not that many. No, I don't even think I need that many.
2: And I'm Toybox Soapbox. Anyway, there's an app, except for Mastodon, even though that was the best Power Ranger. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think that's why they named the app what they did. That's that's the name of it. It was a Power Rangers-themed <gasps> Do you think we're going to get it? like
2: a competing one to Instagram called like Pterodactyl, and there's one called Tyrannosaurus? <laughs> it's just all of them.
1: Sure. Sure. Just remembering that Pterodactyl is not a dinosaur course.
2: it was to the power rangers hop on megazord find, find us at Megazoid soon
0: <laughs> right that's it for another set of controversial opinions and they've been put to rest before long we will have solved all the issues in the fandom sometime around 1990 until next time
2: I know another guy who's desperately struggling to fill his sack at the minute, you know, lighten his load. So there's an interest there because you think,
1: okay, are they, are they actually going to pull
2: this off?